0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Got some breaking news on the coaching front in the NFL. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons hanging out with you at Ian Fitz ESPN. That's how you find him and his daughters who do a beautiful job running his account <laughs> on uh, Instagram at Amber W sports. That is how you find me as well. Amber and Ian presented to you by progressive insurance. So, we spent a lot of time in this coaching carousel talking about the Harbaugh's and the Belichick's of the world and the Chargers opening and the Falcons opening. And what we haven't spent much time about is Tennessee's opening or Brian Callahan. But now those two worlds collide because the Tennessee Titans, according to our very own Adam Schefter, are working to finalize a deal with Cincinnati Bengals' OC Brian Callahan to make him their next head coach. Brian Callahan has worked with the likes of Peyton Manning, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, and oh, by the way, that Joe Burrow guy there in Cincinnati, now he will be tasked with replacing Mike Vrabel in Tennessee, Ian. Yeah,
1: and, and a lot of people may be going well. If he's worked with all those quarterbacks, no wonder he's been successful as an offensive coordinator. Well, us tap the brakes, folks. I mean, Brian Callahan is a brilliant, and I do mean brilliant offensive mind. Look what he did with Jake Browning. When Joe Burrow goes down, Jake Browning comes in out of Washington where, I, I mean, my hand is up. I was, I, I could not have been more incorrect. I was a football fool when in evaluating Jake Browning. because so He had a banged up shoulder when we were covering him with, at Washington. And so now you're, you're, you know, what, three years removed from his days as a Husky. And here he comes in to replace Joe Burrow. And I'll be honest, Amber, I'm like, damn, Jake Browning's still in the league? Holy mother. And not only is he in the league, but Brian Callahan has him completing 70% of his passes and keeping the Bengals in the playoff hunt until week 16, week 17. I mean, what a remarkable job. So it's not just about Peyton Manning and Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow. I mean, Brian Callahan develops talent and he is a brilliant offensive mind and a name that isn't being talked about because of the coaching cycle, right? Where we have Mm -hmm. Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel and Pete Carroll all available out there and Jim Harbaugh. Well, Ben Johnson, the OC for the Lions, is a brilliant offensive mind and a heck of a coach. And Brian Callahan is a brilliant offensive mind and a heck of a coach. And you just go back and talk to anybody on any of those teams that we referenced, especially the Bengals last year, and go talk to Jake Browning. They're going to tell you what Brian Callahan can deliver to a team. I mean, when this deal gets done, you know, if it does, because Adam Schefter's reporting it's very close to being done. Hey, Tennessee Titans fans, you are getting one hell of an offensive mind and a remarkable leader of men. Guys gravitate to him.
0: In five seasons as the Bengals OC, Callahan helped establish an offense that fueled Cincinnati to two AFC North Division championships and a Super Bowl in 2021 not to mention all the individual stats of that offense is ranked in he has been a very good OC there in Cincinnati he will now be the head coach of the Tennessee Titans speaking of that coaching carousel though there was a crazy idea crazy I tell you Uh, floated out on get up this morning and on Greeny I heard Mike Greenberg talk about it today as well Dan Orlovsky, Ryan Clark, and Rex Ryan, all ESPN NFL analysts, were on getup with Mike Greenberg, and they floated out this kind of crazy idea of maybe Bill heading to somewhere that doesn't actually have a head coaching vacancy. Oh, you know, that place in Buffalo, New York, where Sean McDermott is the coach. Take a listen.
2: Would Belichick take it? I mean, would he actually go from New England to Buffalo? Does Belichick to have like Josh a guy? Yeah. Like a guy that cares about friends? Yeah. <laughs> like Are Belichick you? ain't never I- struck me as you know what? I don't wanna have to beat the Patriots. Belichick strikes me as watch this. Oh, like, absolutely! Watch what, watch what, <laughs> what I do. Hey, watch what I do when I ain't got Mac Jones and yeah. Bailey Zappi. If I'm Belichick, I jump at this job. The opportunity to the we were speaking really? about the fact that no, he should try hell to be yes. the Los Angeles Chargers coach yes. because of Justin Herbert. Are you kidding? To crap? be able to get Josh no. Allen, Josh and Allen is the it would be in, by far the most attractive possibility. I, I, I'm aware of that, but out. like the, he has the greatest run in the history of the NFL in New England. Yeah. There has to be some type Who of Who else knows the AFC emotional. East better? I, I mean, Bill Belichick ain't got no damn emotions. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like, the man I'm, is emotionless like Drake. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't got no emotions.
0: So the one thing that they're all overlooking there is that he, There's not a job way, opening. response, well, he's, he's also responsible for, you know, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, like he is responsible for the personnel decisions. They kept saying, imagine what he would do if he had a great quarterback and good personnel. It's like, all right, but who was making the personnel decisions in New England? Anyways, I digress. So now I'm going to go screw over the Patriots and compete in their division forevermore in this hypothetical scenario where Sean McDermott gets fired. I'm going to stay angry and stay inside that division because I want better personnel, even though I was responsible for the personnel. There's something that seems messed up about all of that, but.
1: Okay, let's, let's go it's in located. chronological order here. One, you draft Mac Jones 15th overall, right? And he is a Pro Bowl quarterback with Josh McDaniels as your offensive coordinator. McDaniels leaves and goes to the Raiders where he flames out as a head coach. And what do you do to replace Josh McDaniels? You hire a defensive coordinator to call offensive plays. And you ruin your Pro Bowl quarterback as a rookie. Mac Jones was in the Pro Bowl, helped you get to the playoffs, and you ruin that. So, that's number one. Number two, is there an opening in in Buffalo that that I missed? Did Sean McDermott get fired? Not right now. Okay. I'm I'm just checking to make sure that I... They were
0: floating the idea out because they were saying, could you, if you're the owner of the Buffalo Bills, be thinking, I can't get over the hump. Right. I can't get over the hump. This keeps happening. We need a change. And, oh, by the way, the greatest coach of all time is available.
1: Here's the the only question I have with Sean McDermott as head coach of the Bills in that game yet last night was the fake punt. What you got bailed out on by right. the fumble, you know, that, that ends up being a touchback
3: mm-hmm.
1: by Nicole Hardman, right? So you actually end up getting bailed out on that. The last time I checked, Sean McDermott didn't miss a 44 yard field goal, where Tyler Bass was. Although he pr- did
0: make the call to go for the field goal instead of going for the TD. And you could be critical Still, of that. 40, because 40, I, I do have every belief that even if they made that nine, field goal, nine that for nine. Patrick game, Mahomes probably is marching back yeah. down that field and winning that game because I've seen it happen before. Yep. So even I, if they tie it, I'm okay. thinking the Chiefs end up winning it.
1: Let's go further. Before that, where we may not even be in that situation, is Shurfield or Diggs both had perfect passes go right through their hands. Right. Did Sean McDermott drop those passes? Last time I checked... He ain't out there catching balls, right? now. Also,
0: not to mention what he did at the end of the season versus the beginning of the season. And, yes, you could be critical of where the where the Bulls' bills were at the beginning of the season, but then he makes that change at O.C. Fires
1: Ken Dorsey.
0: And they don't lose another game. For most until-
1: Joe Brady, six-game win streak, to your point. Yep. Absolutely. Look, I mean, bottom line is this, and and I cannot stand calling – for any coach to be fired that is not worthy of having them called to be fired. Sean McDermott to me is not worthy of, of, of having his head on a spit right now and being barbecued in molasses right there at orchard park.
0: Not to mention this. Do you really want Josh Allen? And I just mentioned that OC changed during the year for Josh Allen. You want Josh Allen to have to learn an entire new system and an entire new playbook. Next season, like that's what's going to get you to take the next step. When you are in a win-now mode and you are an aging team in the NFL, your way of capitalizing on this window that could be closing from a personnel perspective, I don't really believe it because Josh Allen himself is so brilliant and going to have such a long career. Whatever. There will be different iterations of the Bills as long as he's there. Nevertheless, this iteration of the Bills ain't going to last because these guys aren't that young around Josh Allen. So you're going to... To solve that problem, bring in a whole new system <laughs> around Josh Allen for them to all learn. I it was absurd to me.
1: I wouldn't, and again, I'm I'm not punting on on Sean McDermott right now. Uh, if if I'm right. the Pagula family, um, you know, or anybody in the front office in Buffalo, this to me was a missed opportunity in a remarkable game. Again, they didn't get run. They didn't get the hell beat out of them, right? It was twenty-seven twenty-four, and and you lost again to the best quarterback going right now in the NFL.
0: If you had a dome, Buffalo, which I know you're so oh, against, and so no, we have no, to keep no, rescheduling no, your games. No, 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 but if no, you did, in fact, no, have a no, dome, you're no. tying that game. No. That kick ain't going wide right. I'm just that dude's saying. That made a million field goals in sub-zero weather. Those, right. Come on, stop it. <laughs> for all those it. Buffalo stop, fans stop, always arguing against stop. the roof over their heads. I'm just saying. This probably wants domes right everywhere. I heard Adam Schefter say today, I have to throw this out real quick because it is interesting. Cause we're talking about bill B though. He said today on McAfee that he had gotten a text that somebody had pointed out to him that there was more interest, so much more interest in Deshaun Watson than in bill Belichick, Lamar Jackson, and Tom Brady when all of those guys appeared to be available. And you could even argue there was more interest in Deshaun Watson than those three guys combined. And that is amazing to think. Nobody wanted Lamar Jackson when the Ravens were open to conversations about trades when they didn't want to pay him in the offseason. Bill Belichick apparently is only interviewed with the Falcons, and that's it, and they're already moving on and interviewing other candidates. And we know when Tom Brady – was well, a free agent. He didn't have that many options when he ended up going to Tampa. It's yeah, remarkable. I to
1: wouldn't think. say moving on yet with Atlanta, right? I mean, they, they, they haven't moved on away from Bill Belichick. They, just they have not. They're Jim just considering Harbaugh their twice. options. Yeah,
0: right. right. Right, And they're doing their homework, and that's fine. And, and, and Bill might still end up being the answer. It's just, we keep, like with the Chargers job, we keep putting that on Bill, but it doesn't seem like the Chargers may be interested in going that direction. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian. Why are we always so quick to be negative? That's next here on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any
2: eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: There was a theme tonight, right, Rachel? I feel like we haven't been giving your theme tonight credit. Rachel Robinson with the show Inside the Show. She's always on the ones and twos for us here on Amber and Ann. Amber and Anne presented by Progressive. So she normally does a show within the show with the music. And Rachel, you're going to have to give us a yeah. rundown of the music so we can try to guess the theme tonight.
3: All right. So we started off with Spin Doctors, Two Princes. Then we right. went- uh, That's a Mar- banger
1: song,
0: by the no, way. No, this one's All the banger. These, uh, this, is, this is the banger. Oh, Cool J, Summertime. Keep going.
3: Uh, we had Marky, Mark and the Funky Bunch, Good mm-hmm. Vibrations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. EMF, Unbelievable. Bonnie Raitt, Something to Talk About. Michael Jackson, Black or White, and right now we have Summertime, Jazzy Jeff.
1: Damn, I'm Crash lost. Prince. Are uh-uh. these
3: just like
0: toppers well, or something? Chart toppers in the in the '80s? It has to be something like that.
3: It's not the '80s.
0: It's not the '80s. Were these '90s? I thought black. Oh yeah, Black and White, Michael Jackson's Black and White would have been '90s. So it's it's probably Billboard number one in whatever year of the Eight. of the 1990s.
3: Not I thought.
0: L- I thought summertime was like late '80s. Was it not LL Cool J? No, what, no, no, maybe no. It's
3: like '93. Jazzy, 93 it's jazzy or Jeff and the Fresh Prince, aka Will Smith. Oh, that's right. It's Will Amber, Smith, you're, or, you're you're like you're close here because cool
1: Amber's Smith. sweating a little. bit. I mean, you, you Amber, are very Rachel's close. sweating a little bit here, so you're close. I had nothing. I I mean, well, I thought you I, had an idea. Your your face said you had an idea. Me? Yeah. No. No, my my idea was I got nothing cuz I drilled the last two it was weather and animals and I I am I'm done. I'm tapping out.
3: I had to make them a little more difficult when she started catching on, Ian.
1: Yeah, so Amber is is. I think you're close here because Rachel looked like she was like. Well, oh, so wait, summertime
3: whoa. came out in '91. Oh, now we're doing
1: Google searches. Here we well, go. I, I, oh, yeah.
0: Because no. oh, I don't no. know. Whoa, whoa, whoa!
3: Pause, pause. Oh, we can't be googling oh, things, Amber. But it's not like I can Google your theme. Uh, I can you just Google what year these. You gotta use your info, your knowledge, your brain. Well,
0: I don't, I don't have the knowledge of when. I don't remember when all these songs came out when I was a kid. I, I obviously thought some of them were late 80s songs. Apparently, they're all 90s. Oh, yeah, no, Black and White. No, I don't know. I, don't, I can't even tell what's, what year that song came out. Was it, what is it? Oh, yeah, 91.
3: So are they all 91 then? Yes, but what happened okay. in 1991?
1: That well, was my first sophomore year.
0: I
3: don't know. Man. Your first... <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> we've, 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 talked about, like, we've talked about we've talked about first sophomore year of
1: college, right? So,
3: I, I mean, was nine years old. What was I doing at nine? We, years? We, I don't we, know. I was we, fourth we've grade talked or about this a couple of times.
1: Washington had a co-national championship. I mean, what have we got here?
3: <laughs> I mean, championship. <laughs> oh, championship? Detroit,
1: Detroit yes, NFC
3: championship ding, game. Ding 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 ding.
0: There you go. There you go. That's we, why we need a lot of help,
1: boy. Do we need help to get there?
0: Uh, that was a good theme, though, by oh Rachel. So there Lord. you go. That's what happened in 1991. All of those songs were hits in 1991. That's a hell of a year in music, then, in Let me 1991. Tell you, of all yeah. those songs came out in 91.
1: I passed out on top of a tomb in 1991, but that's a whole other story. Is, anyway, you know,
0: go I think there
2: has to be a rule that Amber's not allowed to Google stuff whenever I it comes well, to that. Well, we would have never gotten to 1991 if I
0: hadn't Googled. Yeah. I don't know what that's to tell what you. Year. I would have told you at
3: the end of the show. I mean, you were close, late 80s, early 90s.
0: Okay, but for a very specific year, I'm like, what? It's whatever year these songs came out that they're all chart toppers, but I didn't I know what year Uchinen. that was.
1: I believe that you cheated. That's my I don't belief. I believe
0: so because that I. Uchinen. All right, all right. Let me take had away the one time the I got answer. close to the answer here. Uh, she did. All okay. right, hey, all right. Where, let's move it where along are though, those
1: three words that we heard last week? Do we have that cut? I mean, is I that keep drop? keep James does to that grab drop it. available? We keep,
0: we keep
3: needing it and we it never to it It does not it exist, ready.
0: guys. Let's what? move it right along. So
3: you hate. Are we serious? We don't criticism. have that cut? I'm sure we do. It's running as a promo, Ian, so it plays a lot. No,
1: we just need that on on your button bar uh, whenever we need it, right? Uh, There you go. Bam. Done.
3: We're working on it. We're working on bringing it back. All right.
0: All right. You know what I'm working on? trying to get us back on topic because we are so far off topic, and I'm trying to save the show here instead of talking about how one time I wasn't, like, so incredibly right. Dan Roloski. One one time. Dan Roloski. He is an ESPN NFL analyst. He was on GetUp. And he discussed how it's not Josh Allen that is just to blame, but there's a whole team around him of guys who let down the quarterback. Take a listen.
2: This is the second time we've watched this guy go head-to-head against Patrick, and he's been inarguably, at worst, the second best player on the field, if not the best player on the field, and lost both times. Both times because he was let down. He was let down a couple years ago by the defense with 13 seconds, and he was let down yesterday by three massive drops in, in that football game. That, the difference in his game in many ways comes down to one quarterback, Patrick, had his guys make plays, and one quarterback didn't.
1: I agree to an extent, right? Because the Chiefs, on five of their first six possessions, scored. The only time they did was when they took a knee on, on five of their first six possessions, right? I mean, going Wait, into halftime. Wait, the Chiefs halftime, or the Bills? You- the Chiefs. Okay. So, I mean, they were they were outstanding. But also, Josh Allen, he got lucky. Right. Remember, he had a fumble in that last drive that instead of – instead of, if the Chiefs don't try and scoop and score and just fall on it, ballgame's over even before Bass ever has an opportunity to hit what he's done in nine of nine times. He was perfect within two minutes of regulation and in overtime and game-tying or winning situations. Did Diggs have a big drop up the right boundary? Absolutely. Sherfield up the left boundary? Absolutely. But Josh Allen had a big fumble. You know. And Josh Allen also, uh, I'm not going to fault him on this one, to the deep post of Shakir, right, where he's got him in the end zone for a touchdown. Dawkins gets pushed back into his left leg by Chris Jones. I'm going to give full credit to Chris Jones by pushing Dawkins into his quarterback where he couldn't get enough arm on it and step into a throw. We are so quick in this world that we live in now to assign blame and go the negative and maybe that's social media or what, I don't know what, what, what has driven this, but I'm more of giving credit. And I'm a more of a positive guy, give Pacheco and Mahomes and Kelsey And Bolton, and how about Justin Reed with 11 damn tackles and a TFL and two passes broken up as a safety for the Chiefs? Give them credit instead of assigning blame to Josh Allen because it wasn't just Josh Allen that lost the game. That was a team loss and a team win by Kansas City. But for some damn reason in this world we live in, we want to go negative and assign blame instead of giving credit, and I ain't doing it.
0: Yeah, Josh Allen is out there kicking footballs, right? When all they needed to do was do that. And we're having a very different conversation, most likely. Although I think that even if they had made that field goal, Patrick Mahomes had enough time to march back down the field. Because that's a story that we've seen before. But if he did it might not feel quite as heartbreaking in quite the same way to the Buffalo fan. And so I think what we do in the wake of just how heartbreaking it was and how many times now the Bills fans have been through this with that incredible team, with that incredible quarterback, and not ever able to get over the hump, I think what we do is look for reasons, right? You look for people to blame. Why? And the real blame here might just simply be Josh Allen being born around the same time as Patrick Mahomes.
1: Look, I, do I think Mahomes eventually is, uh, is going to lose to Josh Allen or Josh Allen is finally going to beat Patrick Mahomes in the postseason? Yeah, it's going to happen at some point. But it didn't yesterday, and it hasn't yet. And it's been two of the three have been remarkable games. 27-24 last night, an overtime remarkable game that led to a damn rule change in the NFL I'm not going to fault Josh Allen. I'm not going to blame the Bills. I'm going to credit the Chiefs. They went on the road, and they got it done.
0: Yeah. Uh, in the wake of all of that, Patrick Mahomes hasn't had to play a playoff game on the road stuff. Uh, he certainly proved all the doubters wrong. He's got to do it again because the standard there isn't make it to an AFC championship. The standard there is win one. We're going to try to win coming up next here on ESPN Radio when we find out what's a big deal and what's not a big deal. I was incredibly wrong. See, I know now what music year this is hey, you that cheat we are giving it? credit to. Hell of a year in music. I mean, for real. We have been playing bangers all show long. <sighs> if you miss anything here on Amber and Andy, hey, let me check out you. the podcast on the ESPN app. The music's not on it, but check it out anyways.
1: 1991 for me was my first sophomore year at Alabama. And I don't remember any of these songs. You want to know why? What? It was a haze. I think shoulder. we know why. It yeah. was an absolute yeah, haze. <laughs> That's a, there's a reason it was a second sophomore year.
0: <laughs> I think I was nine years old, which means I didn't know anything about this song, but I knew everything about this song. Hell of a song. Come on with it. Sang it. They just don't make them like this anymore, Ian. They just don't make them like this. Romance is dead. I'll tell you what. The, right.
1: the original version of this, if you ever want to go and grab one of the best soundtracks for any movie ever made, when I was mm-hmm. growing up in I Folsom, Louisiana, you know where I'm going with this, right?
0: I think so. Go ahead. The Big Chill. Yeah. The
1: Big Chill, that soundtrack, if you love Motown, it doesn't uh-huh. get any better. And that movie, I only, oh I only my god. know
0: gosh. that movie because of the soundtrack.
1: It is a remarkable film, and that 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 cast it's a it's canton it's cooperstown mm-hmm. I mean go down you know who by the do you know who's in the casket in the big chill in the opening scene you no. know that's Kevin Costner, oh is it Kevin Costner's first role in a major wow. motion film was a dead dude in a casket <laughs> in a casket you don't even see his face right that's funny. and that's what led to him getting. Uh Silverado, same director with Kevin hold Klein. On, he,
0: hold on. He got Silverado because he he be as a dead dude in I a sw- casket for 10
1: seconds. I'm, I'm telling you, Kevin Klein did an interview on CBS Sunday morning like 15 years ago. So Kevin Klein was in the big chill, right? Lead role. Uh-huh. Was also in the lead roles of Silverado. And Kevin Costner was a dead dude in the casket in the big chill. Kevin Klein tells the director, "Hey, this guy's got something. You might want to, you know, next next role you have like being a dead dude." And here he is as a young guy, brash young man in Silverado, which then led to Bull Durham, and then the rest is literally mm-hmm. history. But it, not kidding, Kevin Costner is the dead guy in the casket. You don't even see his face in the movie, which has arguably the best soundtrack ever. The movie, The Big Chill.
0: You never know where you're going to get your start, kids. You never right know there. where it's going to lead to. Uh, that's why you just keep on Take that keeping opportunity, on. opportunity, right? There you go. Yep. Amber and Ian presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get to Big Deal, Not a Big Deal.
1: It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal? With Amber and Ian
0: our producer, James Steele. Hello. No,
3: not James Steele Oh, today. that's oh, Rachel, you know, He's she's taking oh. over. We switched chairs. Big deal, not a big deal, deal.
1: That Rachel's doing big deal, not big a big deal. Big deal. Very big deal. That is
0: a big deal that Rachel, no, well, I don't scared. know. Well, hold on, hold on. We're about to find out if it's a big deal or not, because this is the first time that I ever recall Rachel just taking the reins and doing big deal, not a big deal. So I'm about to tell you, we'll rate your performance at the end and we'll discover whether it was actually a big deal or not a big deal. Go ahead.
3: I'll take it. All right, let's start off with the Ohio State women's basketball team defeated Iowa on Saturday. But got to admit, the bigger story might be Caitlin Clark colliding with an Ohio State fan when the Ohio State fan stormed the court. Now, Clark said that she was hammered and blindsided, quote, by the court stormer while trying to swiftly get off the floor. Now, she wasn't injured. Like I said, the Ohio State AD did apologize, Big deal, not a big deal, that a fan ran into probably the biggest name in women's college basketball right now. Ian.
1: Uh, I'd say uh, not a big deal. And the reason I'm going to say that is because even Caitlin Clark said, look, court storming is part of it. I get it. You know, head on a swivel. The fans should have obviously seen her, but she is fine. And Jean Smith, the AD, did apologize. So by Caitlin Clark going, hey, not a big deal. I'm all for court storming. That's why I'm going to go not a big deal. Because one, she wasn't injured. And two, she embraces court storming.
0: Okay, I'm going to go big deal. I'm going to go big deal because, of course, anybody can get injured with storming a court. The visual of one of the nation's most popular athletes falling to the ground because she gets hit by a fan who's paying attention to her phone and not paying attention to Caitlin Clark is in fact a big deal. But just generally speaking, all of it's dangerous. It's so dangerous to the athletes. I never understand why they allow any of this. Maybe that's the old school, like sec girl in me at Florida. We don't, they don't let us in storm the field. For example, at football games, it well, doesn't had happen.
1: Reasons recently.
0: Uh, they, even when, <laughs> hold on, even when we had a whole lot of reasons, okay, settle down. It's not something that happens. For the Florida Gators, Uh, same with basketball uh, at Florida as well. So I just, I, the schools that allow it, the schools that encourage, I never understand it. I am also, you know, I think the liability aspect of the lawyer in me just hates all of it when it comes to (laughs) court storming and field storming. It's a big deal,
3: Rachel. All right. So James likes to get his Kansas city chiefs in here. I had to make sure I got my Carolina Uh, Panthers in here. Uh, They just hired Dan Morgan as their next GM Uh, Panthers owner David Tepper said in a statement that Morgan, quote, has a thorough knowledge of our football personnel and a clear vision to take us where we want to go. He says he knows he will attack the opportunity with the same intensity he did as a Panthers player. Uh, Morgan did spend the last three seasons as an assistant GM in the Panthers organization. Amber, big deal, not a big deal that it looks like the Panthers are looking to a Panthers legend to try to fix all this chaos.
0: I I don't. It's like an I don't understand it deal, so I guess it's not a big deal to me because I he was the assistant GM as you just mentioned under Scott Fitter, who was fired after the Panthers' league worst two and fifteen season. So it, he worked alongside that guy, and then now he's going to turn it all around. And I I get that he understands the organization. I understand. I just I, I haven't seen anything. I guess if I was a Panthers fan like you. I don't know if this would particularly excite me, but maybe that changes when he has some time. And also, you know, whoever they hire there uh, for the rest of that staff. Ian?
1: I'm going to go big deal because he was also the director of pro personnel for the Buffalo Bills when they they drafted a guy named Josh Allen. Dan Morgan knows talent. Dan Morgan played the game where he's wearing 44 for the Miami Hurricanes or 55 for, you know, the Carolina Panthers. The dude knows talent. So having had the experience of being a director of player personnel and then being the assistant GM, now it's his call. As the assistant GM, you can get overridden, right? Like, I like this guy. And you're like, really? Sorry, we ain't listening to you. Now it's his call. I think it's a big deal. Now you got to go find your head coach. That's a bigger he's, deal.
0: Yo, know, that's 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 the much bigger deal, and and that the jury's still out on that. And that'll complete the story here of of how good this hire was. I guess I just feel like if you're moving on from the front office, then you move on from the front office. You don't necessarily promote from within, but I get he's a Panthers legend for all of his playing years there. Rachel, right,
3: we're gonna try to get two in here real fast. Okay. Had to make sure I got this in. I'm sorry, Amber. The Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Buffalo Bills now Sunday what? to move on to the AFC Championship against the Baltimore Ravens. Why is this happening? Because it's not about them. It's about the real star oh. of the game, Jason Kelsey, who, okay. let's be we honest, was living his best life. He tailgated with Bills Mafia. He was jumping out of the suite to cheer on the Kansas City Chiefs. Interesting choice. But my favorite part was that he picked up a Taylor Swift fan and let her meet taylor swift so ian big deal not a big deal jason kelsey's first unofficial weekend of retirement
1: i i had three brothers i lost my older brother a year and a half ago and brothers are i mean family's everything to me so they'll see jason kelsey shirtless half shaved chest right i mean it looked like that like uh, under under the boobs was was manicured and above was like trimmed down nice and neat like the sweater was taken down
0: I didn't feel like he was you thought that was shaved?
1: Yeah, well full respect by the way. You got a manicure. I mean, you know, come on. Yeah, y- well, that's you have true. to.
0: That's true.
1: But that's true. all of it, I mean supporting your brother in that fo- I mean, especially in that fashion when you know you're going to be videoed, you know it's going to be everywhere, embracing your brother That means everything to the Fitzsimmons family because I I will always have three brothers. And so, man, I I can't tell you. We got on a FaceTime with my younger brother, Devin, my other brother, Kevin, and talking about that very thing. It's awesome. It was amazing. I thought not just a big deal. It was the perfect deal. It doesn't get any better than family and football. God bless you, Kelsey, because that was awesome.
0: There would there are probably some little brothers that would be annoyed if their big brother was at their sporting event and trying to take all the attention away because Jason Kelsey won the weekend, even though it was Travis Kelsey who scored a t- couple tutties, which we had been waiting a while since Travis scored, Kelsey was scoring tutties, right? He's the one who scored a couple tutties out there in a divisional round game. But nevertheless, Jason Kelsey, he was the more fun Kelsey of the weekend. They're so darn likable, though. And you feel like they have so much respect for each other. They've done it all together. They're just such a fun family. Kelsey's forever, man. There's this rumor out there, by the way, that Travis could retire. Because we're only talking about Jason retiring. That maybe Travis is considering retiring, especially after a run here. So they could ride off into the sunset together and sign some huge media deal. That rumor is out there. There are some people who are reporting that, or not reporting that as like fact, but uh, as a, a thought process. Stop trying anyways. to end the
2: dynasty. You need to stop it.
0: I'm not trying to end the dynasty. It's not from me. There are other people who have been saying it,
3: James. The dynasty might end itself. You still got a couple games uh, one, to win, buddy. One more. One more. Still big got a couple deal, games a to win. One more. One I got to get this last one in. It's really Has just to. for James. So. WWE. I thought we already mentioned the Chiefs. Oh, wait, regime. wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, hold on. On. Let me finish. Let me this finish. This is supposed
0: to be your big deal, not I a big deal. I also like
3: this. Wait till the end. Oh lord. So WWE 2K24 uh, is celebrating 40 years of WWE WrestleMania. Uh, there's going to be three different covers. One's going to have Cody Rhodes. One's going to have Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. And there's also going to be a third one that has all the big names from the last 40 years of WrestleMania. My question, big deal, not a big deal, that James is now going to have to buy three different versions of the same game, Amber.
0: I, I, none of this feels like a big deal to me. Is that game expensive? I don't know. I didn't even know what it was. There's it's a so game, expensive. there's a yeah. WrestleMania
3: game, WWE 2K24. I also did learn that this is a video game, too. So I learned that. I, I, no I had no idea.
1: I'm going to go big deal because one, I had no idea that that there were three different versions, and two, if you're going Cody Rhodes, that brings up Dusty Rhodes. And Dusty Rhodes to me is one thing and one word. Bitness! That's it. The son of the son of the plumber.
0: Our if you don't know role, who Dusty Rhodes Rachel is, is doing- and that
1: business quote, Go Google. There you go.
0: Even I know who Dusty Rhodes is, unfortunately. Uh, I also know who his son is as a
1: closeted wrestling
2: I
0: I just know too much about this stuff from being around you. Cody Rhodes had a great year
1: last year. uh, Headline WrestleMania won the Royal Rumble. Rhea Ripley might be the biggest star in the WWE right now. So it's pretty cool.
0: If you say so. Fitness! I want to start a new rule that when Rachel does big deal, not a big deal from now on, there are no Chiefs references and there are no it's WWE references. Only if you Otherwise, don't Google that's my just James. James's big yeah, deal, you, not you a big deal. No coming up next. Talk
2: here. You're a cheater.
0: Coming up next. A record breaking I was night incredibly in Philadelphia. wrong. We'll talk about that next. I was, I was incredibly wrong. Joel and Bean. Walked off the court to a standing ovation. He became the ninth player in NBA history to score over 70 points in a game. He finished 70 points, 18 boards, five assists, 24 uh, for 41. Uh, just uh, obviously a hell of a night for Joel Embiid.
1: Yeah, Kobe's looking down going, what, he can't score 81? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, man, seventy is that's uh, that's just flat that's just flat out naughty. That's all that is, um, especially coming off the battle with Jokic you know last week. But I mean, you score seventy on air. <laughs> that's that's remarkable. So yeah, and doing it
0: right. And uh, I mean, he. he I know it's a bad up Spurs up team. I don't, I don't care.
1: I don't care. I don't care if it's a bad Spurs team. You score seventy. That's one word. Damn. Not damn, damn. There's a difference.
0: He sized up Wemby before the game, and his welcome to the NBA rook moment was putting 70 on his head.
3: Yeah,
0: like <laughs> so here, take That'll this. show him. But yes, of course it comes against a bad uh, San Antonio team. Nevertheless, I mean, a hell of a performance, uh, breaking Wilt Chamberlain's 76ers record with that 70 points scored by Joel Embiid. That is a franchise record for Philadelphia. Heck of a performance there. Uh I have a weird thing. Come on with that happened to me today. Give me some uh, music. A cre- little bit of a creepy thing. Well, we don't have like the story time with Amber Wilson like we do with Ian Fitzsimmons, because my stories aren't as good. But this creepy thing happened to actually, me. Actually they're better. I was actually gonna mention it off the start of the show, but we had too much to get to today because of course football. So somebody rang my doorbell. This evening, like right before, not long before I went on air, actually rang my doorbell this evening. Okay. Pressed my ring. I have a ring doorbell. Press my ring doorbell.
1: Those things are awesome. And
0: I opened my door and there is a gallon of water, but it was mostly empty with just a little bit of water left and written on the gallon was please save our planet and recycle at my front door.
1: All right, hold on. And whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. We, we already have a lot to unpack here, right? Now we're getting creepy. Yes, <laughs> Rachel, now we're getting creepy. creepy. All right, so first thing that came to mind was like law and order, criminal intent, and mm-hmm. criminal minds. And you have somebody around, like, like hey, uh, don't drink this or drink this or someone will die, whatever.
0: Right. So, uh, that, so the, the first place my uh, mind goes, is like, what is this substance? I do not touch the off? gallon. Yeah. I kick it with my foot, by the way. I kick it down my driveway towards Smart the move. trash cans. Yep. I'm like, I don't know what is in this thing. I don't know if it's about to blow up. I've seen enough movies. Like, what is this thing? Because we do not buy gallons of water. So also, I don't know where this gallon came from. It's not as if I could have dropped it right outside my house and somebody was trying to send me a message and shame me about recycling. First of all, I recycle. I have a huge recycling trash can outside my house that this person could have seen on his way up to my front door. But then second of all, I don't buy gallons of water. It wasn't my gallon of water. So I don't know where this came from with this message written on it. I have cameras all over my house. Let that be known world. I got cameras all over the outside of my house. So I pull up all my cameras because this dude tripped my cameras, but I wasn't that worried about it at the time. I was in the middle of something. So I didn't look at it until he actually rang my doorbell. So I go back and I watch all the cameras in my house and it's this guy in a hat, He walks up, he puts down the thing, he rings the doorbell, he runs. He bucks it back out to the street. Okay. Gets in a car, they drive away in an SUV.
1: One, you did not recognize him.
0: I did not recognize this person.
1: Two, did you get a license plate?
0: I did not get a license plate.
1: Come on. All right. I know. Three ring, I've ca- I ring make it is real clear. I got
0: cameras all over the ca- all over the house, we've and got, I have a gate. The gate is now ring. closed. That you are not coming near my house again.
1: It's <laughs> awesome because uh, for several reasons. One, you have the ability to see said person dropping this strange message and yes. container off at your house, right? Which is very creepy. It's very, very criminal minds. It's very you know Law and Order criminal intent. It's very NCIS. You know Leroy Jethro Gibbs involved here kind of thing. Why are you pointing your, your nose there, Rachel?
3: Because all I'm hearing through this whole thing is that you guys do not like Ding Dong Ditch. That the ring what? camera has ruined Ding Dong Ditch, and that's all I'm hearing. Okay, back
1: Ditch, to our regular schedule thing. program. Yeah. What I, I,
3: on earth is Ding Dong Ditch? What are you are
1: kidding me?
0: Talking about
1: Ding Dong Ditch well, is where you up, go please. knock on a door and then and ring the doorbell, wake somebody up at one o'clock in the morning, and then you run away.
0: I I, I I do not live in this world that you people live in, where you're waking mm. random people up at one in the morning. It's right. not necessarily would, a one. It can
3: Listen, be at any time of the day. I also
0: live in Florida, where everybody down here has lots of guns. So Hold
1: on. I didn't maybe know that's ab- part of the
3: problem. I've I never seen ab- Ding Dong
0: Ditch.
1: I didn't know about Ding Dong Ditch until I went to Georgetown Preparatory School in 1986. I didn't know about egging or rolling another person's house. I had no idea about any of that because I grew up on a farm in Louisiana. But to your conversation, Amber, I would be like going back on ring and getting a, a license plate just on just for giggles to see. I sent you all the picture
0: of the gallon. I mean, is it possible that this person thought that I dropped this gallon? Like, like was it laying in my at the end of my driveway or something? So they thought know. it was ours and we're That's not creepy. recycling?
1: That's very creepy.
0: It's very creepy. Please save our planet and remember to recycle. And then an run, and run away. And no, ran, no ran of those away. Stay,
1: they stick and stick because they want to have a conversation with he you. He
0: wasn't young either. This, this gentleman was not young. I mean, he wasn't, you know, it was probably like 50s.
2: I, I don't know.